<coughs> Testing, checking. Yes! Let's go! Testing the mic. We're checking levels. One, two, yo, yo. Hey, what's up, everybody? Amigos y familia, it's me, Chef Josh. You're listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? Okay, the mic sounds good. All systems go. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, yes, indeed, we're back with another show. Today, my guest is John G. from the band 22. And uh, we chatted. He's up in Canada, <laughs> our neighbors to the north, Canada. Uh, the band 22, if you don't know, it's a friend of the show, Luke Pabish from My Favorites and Yours, the band Good Riddance. He, he, uh, he co-wrote this album with John H. And um, it's uh, 22. The band's been around for a while, but they're, they're, they took a break, you know, pandemic kind of stuff. So they co- they all co-wrote the album together. I don't know if you remember the episode with Luke. Go back and check it out if you haven't heard it, because um, Good Riddance is one of my favorite bands of all time, of course, and they've influenced me in so many ways. But uh, Luke and Sean, the drummer Sean Sellers from Good Riddance, uh, both were on this record with John. And we talk about all that, the whole process in that. I say process because that's how they say it in Canada, so don't get me wrong. I usually say process, but, you know, we're talking about Canada here. So um, the album's called Dismissed, and... Yeah, it's just, it's a fun little short little interview. I wanted to, what happened? What happened? How did I get this going? Uh, Luke mentioned something like, hey, the album's coming out. Cause it was, it was, it was in July of 2022 when the album was supposed to come out. Originally, Luke mentioned it might come out on February 2nd, 2022, which would be 2 2 blah, blah, blah. It didn't happen. Came out in July. So I interviewed him about a month afterwards. Um, the John, the singer, the vocalist, if you will. And uh, I really like the album. Sounds good. I said, "Hey, this sounds amazing." And and John John hit me up. He's like, "Let's let's talk about the album because um, yeah, they're 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 killing it. It sounds rad." Um, but the way they recorded it was, you know, Luke and Sean are obviously in California, so they recorded their stuff in California with uh, Sean recorded with Cameron Webb, and Luke recorded up in Santa Cruz, where Good Riddance is from, and of course the other guys are in in Montreal in quebec so yeah it's a it's a uh, multi-border crossing kind of album it went back and forth but the album's finally out it's on thousand islands records out of canada and it's just good so we're going to talk about the whole process we're going to talk about the whole the whole shebang the album's out i wanted to get the word out because it sounds really good and i made a new buddy john h and he's got an agency up there in canada that represents obey clothing and salty and not salty crew um dark seas and a couple of other brands that you may or may not have heard of, but you should. So check it out. I'll put links in the show notes so you can link to all his stuff. But um, I want to get into the conversation. And of course, you know, before I do, I want to say thanks for listening. Share the show with a friend. Share it with everybody. I can't do it without you. And it's, it's hard work to do it without you. So help me out. Share the show with a friend. The easiest way is to just, you know, take the link and send it via Instagram or whatever youtube channel or just you know spotify and apple whatever you do just figure out a way to share it i'll help you out if you need help email me famcastpod at gmail.com uh you can link me there you can dm me on instagram.com forward slash the family cast it's really easy to get a hold of me trust me most uh you know i'll give you my phone number i don't care let's just get the word out who cares this is fun and i want to keep doing it but you know if uh 
I don't know. I, I don't really necessarily do it for the numbers, as it were. I do it for fun, and I want to talk to new people and hear new songs and learn about new chef cuisines and stuff like that. So I, I'll probably keep doing it no matter what. But still, let's get let's keep getting the word out because um, cause, um, I'm having a good time. Hopefully you are too. I want to get into the conversation with John H.G. And um, what else? I think that's about it. Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. It's nice and hot and humid here, but it's been raining too at the same time. So there's that. I am a punk rock chef. I'm an executive chef at Harvest Kitchen. I have a rad chef team who all we all listen to rad music in the kitchen. So I wanted to get that onto a podcast. So yeah, this is the Punk Chef Pairing Podcast. I'm not the only punk chef in the world. If you're another punk chef out there, hit me up. Let's do something together. Let's let's have some fun. I'm making some more video recipe videos right now with Dano seasonings and hop zingers. Hot sauce is my my thing right now. So I'm gonna be um, doing some more rad stuff with those. Those are in the works. I'm just doing some edits. Don't worry, it's coming. It's coming. Hit me up if you want to do some food collabs with some music and some all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's about all I'm going to say for now. Let's get into the conversation with John from 22 and the new album Dismissed here on the Family Cast. Food and music is life. Yes, let's dig in. I'm still thinking about it. I still carry it in my head. I'm still pissed off about it. And I think that I want you dead All right, bonjour, and I'm right. talking to uh, talking to John John G here from the band Twenty Two, or Twenty Two, depending on how you say. I like to say tw- the, the word twenty or the word or number twenty two, and he's in Montreal right now, right? Yeah, close to just not south shore of Montreal in uh, Saint Jean sur Richelieu, to be completely exact, which is mm-hmm. about twenty min- twenty minutes out. So, but yeah, basically Montreal. Okay, have you been there your whole life? Uh yes, yes, I have. Yes, right. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you're that's a, that's rad that you the band has that <laughs> has the sound that you wouldn't know is like specifically to uh, to that area. So it's like kind of a worldwide, but but you know California punk, skate punk kind of stuff. But uh, for those of you that don't know, Twenty Two band is has been around for a while, but it just recently put out a record on Thousand Islands Records. Correct. And they're based out of Canada, right? And yeah. um. And the new one features uh, also has members from Good Riddance, Sean on drums, and Luke, guest of the show on guitars. And he's the one who uh, uh, opened my eyes and ears to to your band. Mm. But that's really cool. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about how you got, like got all connected with that and stuff like that. But also, who are you? What are we doing here? What's going on? Like you know, <laughs> I said, I said, hey, the record sounds great, and you're like, hey, let's get on the show and talk about it because you seem very excited yeah. about it. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. I mean, well, first thing is you know, like you said. Um, uh, you know, when you listen to us, you don't know that we're coming up from, you know, a French part of, of Canada, which, you know, we actually get that a lot, like even from people out here, a lot of times they don't know where we come from out here. So oh. I, I kind of take that as a compliment because mm-hmm. a, a lot of bands that are from out here sounds sound like they're from out here. Right. So right. Um, so it's just yeah. the fact that we don't. Um, I like that a lot. I mean, I'm I've always been, a, you know, kind of a California punk 
band uh, Megafan, you know? Um, so that's the sound and feel that I grew up with. And mm-hmm. so that's probably why we kind of sound like that. So uh, yeah, man, we're from Montreal. Uh, we've been around on and off since 1999. Um, you know, there's been at least a 10 year gap in there, probably um, 2006 six or 2007 to 2016 or 2017 we were off we were doing other things uh then we came back we did this ep called nice knowing you um and we kind of kept it going from there in some sort of you know way Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of how well that's kind of the reason why this new album um was done the way that it was with you know sean and lou from good riddance is it was done completely mid pandemic, you know, uh, late yeah. 2000, you know, yeah. I got in touch, I got in touch with Luke, uh, late 2020, early 2021, and we're completely locked down. I mean, lockdowns were super intense up here in Canada. Yeah. Um, so there was basically no way that we were going to do a record in the conventional way. Right. So I kind of figured, well, you know, we had been in, in, in lockdown for like nine months already. And I'm like, I don't want to look back at this time and just, you know, regret not doing anything worthwhile with it. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was writing a lot of music, of course, there's nothing else to do. A lot of frustration, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, everything that comes with this pandemic. And I had these songs and I just reached out to Luke and said, would you be interested in doing something remote? Like, what, what are you doing these days? You know? And I'm like, and he's like, well, same, we're not doing anything. We don't know when this thing's going to, you know, yeah. come back on. So he was into it. So um, that's hard. That's how we got started. Dope. Yeah. Um, th- th- with it, with with that part, I'll, I'll get into like a couple of music questions. But yeah. did uh, did you say I have? You said I have these songs. Did you say, hey, have at it. Like, do whatever you want with the guitars, whatever you hear. Or you just say, I hear these parts because you know Luke can play it. And he said, can you do the octaves here and a lead here and like all this stuff here? Or did you say just just do whatever on these these parts? Or do you send like a a, a bare bones kind of framework of basic guitar stuff to him or Sean too, for that matter. Yeah. Um, so the way that it started <clears throat> was I had about six songs mm-hmm. and the demos were fairly complete. Um, you know, I, I do them in, in garage band. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I program the drums kind of the way I hear it. You know, I lay down the bass, I lay down the guitars, I lay down the, all okay. the vocals. Um, and so I have something that's, that's, a, a let's say a, a fairly complete blueprint I don't expect people who are going to be, be involved to play them the exact way that I hear them at all. Right. Um, so I reached out to Luke with these blueprints, like these demos, and he was like, I'm into it. Like, this stuff's good. Um, I have ideas. What do you, you know, how do you want to go at this? And I'm like, well, basically, carte blanche. Um, I have this. I kind of don't know how to go from here to make it better. So any input coming from you, of course, yeah. I will gladly take, right? And so he's like, well, let me, you know, give it a couple of lessons, see if I have any ideas and we'll go from there. And um, kind of that simple idea turned into basically six months of him and, and me going back and forth in these songs. And so he had a lot of input, um, you know, and sometimes it's really, really, um, you know, detail oriented, very simple kind of, um, you know, little detail that'll make the song a lot better stuff that you know i wouldn't think about or whatever so he basically went at it while we went back and forth it's like i hear this 
let's try it out. And so we try it out. And so we'd spend, you know, the evening trying out, you know, a yeah. new kind of version of a chorus, let's say. Um, I think that this song should be two BPMs faster. So we'd redo the song and just do it to do BPM faster and all that. So, you know, even the tempos were something that he was very focused on something that I hadn't thought about all that yeah. much. So, um, yeah, I mean, I went at it with some demos and, and we got started from there. So we got, you know, a lot of back and forth and six songs turned into 12 because about <laughs> half, half, well, I mean, halfway through we're like, man, I'm like, I'm digging this. Like I'm having a lot of fun. How about you? It's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm digging it. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to try to do an album instead of me? He's like, I'm into it. So we did the album. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it sounds really fun. Like <laughs> the whole album, um, it gets, it gets harder, like more hardcore at times, but it's like a fun album through and through. Yeah. But, but I can still hear like the things you're saying, like, you know, um, it's some of its personal sounds like some personal stories in there and then obviously some still some the punk rock stuff like fuck your rules and you know <laughs> mm -hmm. i love the that it just has like energy through and through like from the start to finish so like pent that pent up pandemic energy a little bit for well that's for, just a for better or worse but like but yeah. why is it why is it called dismissed uh why is it called dismissed um well first of all maybe two reasons um this band, I feel like, has always been sort of dismissed from, ah. you know, the Canadian punk rock scene anyways, especially the maybe the French Canadian punk rock scene. Ah. Uh, we kind of don't fit that mold, you know, like you said. I mean, we don't sound like we're from, you know, we're from here necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel there's, there's, you know, like we never really picked up out here. It's weird because ever since we, we came back in like 2016, 2017, I'm in charge of, you know, uh, streaming platform you know, like Spotify stuff. And so I see where people, you know, listen to us and there's very few people that listen to us in Canada. There's huh. a lot of people from the States, there's a lot of people from Europe, there's a lot of people from Japan. So um, we've, you know, that's the, 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 the first reason was, well, we've always been dismissed in our own backyard. So let's call it that. But also the other, the other uh, reason for that is that I sort of dismiss a lot of the new, way of seeing and going about the world mm -hmm. you know um I, I i don't necessarily agree with a lot of it and so i dismiss it and so i that's the other reason as well and that's okay. the whole concept is kind of more around that like you know the the army helmet is not because someone you know a, a soldier got shot and got left behind it's more like okay well fuck this i'm taking the helmet off i'm you know you've been dismissed you know like say um you know, soldier, you've been dismissed, whatever. Right, so you yeah. throw the hat out and you walk away. So that's kind of my, my take on a lot of issues are, you know, going around these days. It's like, I'm just walking away from this. I'm not into it. Oh yeah. Been doing a lot of that with people. Um, like, okay, Hey, Hey, you, you got it. Leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. You know, whatever. Exactly. Um, any, exactly. you got any military in your family? Uh, not that I know. Of. No, not that I, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, it was just a, a, uh, a metaphorical reference, uh, symbolism. Well, my whole thing was really like, you know, like soldier, you've been dismissed. I just had that, that sort of phrase in my head and just yeah. like, or just like, fuck it. I'm not fighting for this anymore. Taking the helmet off, throwing it out and I'm out of here. That was kind of my idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're creative um, outside of the band too. You like, you have a, it's a creative agency that you run, right? Um, it's like, actually a sales agency. So we, um, we're, we're sales reps for uh, clothing brands like Obey Clothing. You probably heard of. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> one of the brands that we, uh, we represent. 
Got it. So uh, kind of like uh, like French Canadian distribution for those brands. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a um, you got some good names under your belt there, and um, hope to see those those brands take off too. Because and I I recognize definitely a majority of them uh, being in the surf and skate scene down here in San Diego, Um, Mm -hmm. action sports retail, as it were. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, yeah. So maybe we've seen you at those conventions. Um, Oh, actually, you certainly did. Yeah, I I, um, in normal times, like I haven't been in the states in three years, but in normal times, I'm usually down there. You know, and San Diego was a big one. They had Mm -hmm. ASR trade show back in the day, back over there. So super fun. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be there, you know, two to six times a year, basically two months out of the year. I, I'm usually in California, so it's my home away from home. Perfect. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's do some let's have some have some tacos and, and punk rock and pairings and stuff like that. You know, fucking um, right. That's where that's where <laughs> I got that's where I got so addicted to Mexican food, man. We did it. What's what's the taco scene like in Montreal? It's not good. Okay, it's good. Not good. Wanted, that's what I wanted to hear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't want especially, any competition. <laughs> no, nowhere near. I mean, especially when you get, yeah. you know, you've been to the good places in California. Not at all. Not even close. We used to have a couple uh, places, and of course, they all went out of business during pandemic. So oh, that sucks. It's a it's a bummer scene for for, for Mexican food out, out here these days. You know any you know any uh, chefs or people in the culinary world up there? Not in the Mexican world, no. No, just culinary uh, engine. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I do, yeah? I do. Uh, yeah, um, there's a Bob Le Chef. He's called mm-hmm. out here. Um, super good chef. Kind of um, mixing it up. I'd say he's probably. Well, I'm hurt. Uh, well, did you ever come to Canada? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I've been to. Um, one time when I was playing in the band, we toured from. We went, drove up to Alaska from Washington, and then toured back down and across um, the, um, the the kind of the main highway that goes all the way down and across from, from okay. that area. So, uh, yep. beautiful. It was, uh, pretty cold for me, pretty cold, <laughs> but, um, it wasn't a ton of chefs in like, cause we were, we were in the college towns. Um, there wasn't a ton of like at the time, uh, chef scene, if it, as mm-hmm. it were like, a, mm-hmm. like kind of how it is now where the chefs are kind of stars, like rock stars a little bit, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I know that there's, I know that Montreal in, in particular and Toronto have like really good, um, vibrant, burgeoning like uh metropolitan chef scenes now and stuff like that too so that's good it's rad Absolutely. yeah i and mean then, uh my, my question rock. was going to be yeah yeah, yeah. my <laughs> question was going to be did you have poutine while you're up here i have had poutine up there uh i love it i love poutine I, I tried to bring it down here it's just hard to get the curds in san diego you know for sure to get it right so we substitute stuff or i put a mexican spin on it or whatever but like nice. it's gotta have the curds <laughs> it, it does I, i'm sure that's, i've that's never had it thing. any other yeah i've never thing. had I've never had it any other way, so I wouldn't know, but uh, I, I think you do. But anyway, my point was uh, this guy, Bob the Chef, he does a, a bunch of like different twists on the, you know, the local poutine thing. Oh, smart. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess a bunch of, uh, you know, the, the, the new generation of chef probably do a lot of that as well. Um, yeah. Just putting a, a spin on a classic, like, you know, but like even like, um, you know, people our age are, were putting out, music or whatever or like putting out new foods or whatever we're, it looks like we're still like clinging to like the classics of when we were like 19 to 24 that's like our our wheelhouse of what we love in music and what we love yeah. in in taste and sound and stuff like that I, we progress a, a little bit and mature in the lyrics perhaps mm-hmm. and um the production value is a lot better and mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't say slick or clean but like it, you definitely have that blasting room sound that lovely like you know livermore mix and stuff like that that's it sounds it's really good i mean i 
I, I take I shouldn't be surprised as, as to how good the record is, you mm. know, with who's who's playing on it, and um, as as long as you've been in the game and stuff like that. But I am, and that's a good thing. I, it's good to be surprised by music these days. Awesome. Well, you know, you know did you know it, it was mixed at the blasting room? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, or not. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. It has that like it has yeah. that. It's not like super high level polish, but at the same time, it mm-hmm. is like the way they do it. I don't know the touch that they put on it with all it's you incredible. guys with you guys. They take your talent and make it even better. Um, so it's, it's good. I feel like it's good to be refreshed by things these days. Like, Oh, here's another taco. Oh my gosh. That's the best taco I've ever had. Even though it's the Mm. same taco I've been eating for whatever. Mm. Or then I hear punk rock or even stuff from, from the label or anything like that. Um, cause I don't like every single release that comes out this year or whatever, but like, I heard this and I was like, dude, knocked it out of the park. You know, (laughs) I don't know what the French equivalent of that would be or like, you know, uh Mondu or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not too sure either but i mean yeah then the, the blessing was important as well just to first of all because they are magicians over there um mm. they're very they're incredibly passionate about the whole thing and you know that you're going to get something you know even though we're not you know a big time band or whatever they still treat you the same you know they put the same time same energy same same yeah. attention to detail and um and also you get to not sound like every other band out there as well you know when you go through them so yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm super happy with it as well and um you know we 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 did it with chris people who's a so adorable you know you wouldn't <laughs> think well i mean it's just a thing like you wouldn't think like you know guys like that who've been doing it that long who have you know uh, the list of clients is just incredible right all legends mm-hmm. and um he's basically just like you and me man just just normal easy going super passionate yeah that's rad so it was it was a treat that's the way it should be like um with, with it but um obviously so it would be really easy to, to i guess do a, a food pairing with your music to poutine since we already talked about that but we should take it to a, a more of a small molecular level and say like if you were to you know take the band or the record or even like one of the songs in there and put it together with a soundtrack like if i was doing a food pairing dinner i like to pay, tell people <clears throat> here's okay here's this next course and we're gonna have we'll call it poutine but it's gonna be a special poutine and i'm gonna pair it with 22 <laughs> this band 22 is oh. a record and it's this track and i want you to mem- remember this track and this poutine together because you know xyz xyz as it were but like here and and so like you, you can pick like if you want to say this reminds you of a drink or a a food thing then we could add it together and then and then we could and right here today we could tell people why that works because um it's really an experiential thing um and since you have that now you have that santa cruz and montreal connection that the whole collaboration thing across across borders all the way almost all the way across nations um that's really cool that's so you can pick from you can pick from that whole you know uh damn uh, that's a culinary that's a, line <laughs> yeah that's a hard question i never thought of my songs that way very very tough um let me ask you this <laughs> a challenge uh, so here's the thing so i you know some of the first places i've been in california actually are is san diego because okay. of work like i used mm-hmm. to go like i said i used to go twice a year yeah i i discovered the absolutely best mexican food in the world over there oh yeah uh was oh, it yeah. old town old town old right town. like old town right? mm-hmm. Yeah, so I used to go used to go there a couple of times while I was down there. A lot of good spots. One of my favorite places, I don't think it exists anymore, and I just remember the name Fat Fish. I remember Fat Fish, yeah. yeah but it's not around anymore, correct? Correct. 
Okay, because they yeah. had the best food. They had the best food. Well, listen, yeah. um, I'm not too sure of the song, but let's just say the album itself, I think, would be fair to say, if we were to compare it to any food, would be um, something Mexican for sure, something spicy. I like it. Um, so maybe go with like, uh, uh, how do you call it? Mm, grande nachos or something like that, where the, the, the like beef loaded is... Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the beef is super spicy, and you get the jalapenos <laughs> in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hot, uh, you know, spicy salsa, um, and just in a large plate as well. You get very, a very yeah. yes, a very large meal. <laughs> yeah, when you order those, the you know whether it's carne asada, nachos, or chicken, you yeah. know, or just even no meat or whatever, it's like you don't. They don't give you a small portion ever. Like no, even if, you ask, right. even if you have to ask for the half order, that's still enough for like two or three people. Exactly, um, and, and then you know I've with, had nights where I eat them all. <laughs> Same here, man, especially yeah. when I'm California, for sure. Um, and with a slide of guacamole for the for a little bit of sweetness as well, because there are some sweet songs on there. So there you go. You know what? You're right. Yeah, I was saying, like, the album has a good balance overall. Um, man, that sounds really delicious right now, actually. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> like so, so loaded, like, basically, like, a carne asada. Uh, carne asada nachos would would is and that's typically also what I show people when they come visit me here, too. So um, and I've been showing people the record. It kind of makes sense what you're you're onto something here you know i think you could play the game um, <laughs> and then of course if you're if you're into it we drink a cold mexican lager with it or you know if it's the morning time and we're sharing it the day after a show or whatever we'd have some cold brew coffee by the one of our local roasters i'm gonna yeah. go daiquiri man i'm gonna go daiquiri oh a little sour okay yeah i like a little girly drink a little little tart okay uh-huh, uh-huh. that's good um i don't know how my stomach would feel after that but <laughs> well, well not, not in the morning not in the morning but but oh, yeah. if we were to, to do like a, a like nice after dinner a show after a show yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool yeah. okay yeah so because yeah the the album has like the um did you do you do the graphic design too i no i i came up with the concept okay but um you know that uh i don't know if you noticed there's a little blue demon in there that's kind mm-hmm. of my mascot so that's been around forever um mm-hmm. that's my girlfriend actually came up with that designed that and all that but <laughs> I thought you were gonna say yeah the blue demon's my girlfriend um, <laughs> <laughs> no we we figured on this album that the blue demon is actually me um i just had never thought of it that way but i'm i'm basically the um only our original member at this point and ah. kind of you know kind of taking care of the whole deal so the blue demon is me i guess um you're wearing a blue shirt right now so like maybe this, i am this is like a therapy session right here like there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. blue demon <laughs> uh but the and guy who did that's the, the name of, that's the name of your daiquiri is the blue demon <laughs> Ooh. oh yeah oh yeah we are onto something here um but yeah the guy who did the the art work uh and everything is called sam lucas he's from portugal Mm-hmm. um but yeah we uh you know we had the basically the blue demon designed uh the concept and then he went from there how'd you get with a uh, thousand islands um that was funnily enough that's kind of luke's um idea um when we were in the last kind of steps of doing a thing when mm-hmm. we started mixing we started talking about labels and he's like well i can send it to so and so and that's cool um but you know they're looking for fully you know full-time full touring bands mm-hmm. um so not too sure what's going you, you know what the deal is there um but he was like i really dig thousand islands um and their partnership was bam out in europe yeah. um so he was like i think that would be the best way to go at it 
So we sent it to a couple places, including Zbam and Thousand Islands. Um, and basically those two were into it. Uh, Zbam couldn't get involved until 2023. Thousand could do it fairly quickly. So we just went with Thousand. And, um, and Luke was super excited about that. He's like, you know what? I mean, there's some of the guys that I see in my feet the most. I think they're the most active. One of the most actors out there, I think it's a great mix. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how it happened. And it's the first time that's yeah. also, you know, it's the first time in our career that we have a Canadian label. We've always been on an American label. We've always been on uh, new school records out in Portland, Oregon. So okay. it's, the first time we, it's the first time that we actually have, um, you know, someone in our backyard kind of uh, supporting us. So it should be that's, interesting. That must be ex- exciting. Actually. Like it's like a whole new chapter, if you will, of the band, like, what are you guys gonna? Are you, what do you think you're gonna do now with the record out? Are you gonna try to get any live show together at least one? Or like, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're, are... we're playing. Yeah, okay, we're playing. Okay. We uh we basically got the the original guitar player back in the band, and um, the drummer that was there since 2005 or something like that, Joe. So he's back in the band as well, and we've been practicing the last three months, and we have shows coming up in September, October, and November. So yeah, we're oh, back. perfect. Anything, yeah, we're doing it. Anything we're down doing. here? Not yet. Not yeah. yet. Maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. We'll and ha- yeah. have you played here ever, ever out here as a band, like down in San Diego? Not ever. Not uh, ever. I, think, I think it would go over pretty well. Cause you know, doing some uh, skate demos or like just playing the big surf tours or anything like that. You got that sound for sure. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I don't know if it's a dream or a goal or it's both, but, uh, I would love it. I'd love it very much. Originally, when I was talking to Luke on the show here, he's, he mentioned it. And I was like, no way that there is it going to come out on February 22nd of 2022? Like that that would have been like <laughs> all the 20, all the twos, all the 22s. Um, I don't, I, it came out like a little bit after that, right? Like just right after July, 22nd. July, July 22nd. Ah, okay. But yeah. th- so the thing is, you know, I had this idea of, you know, I started working on this so long ago mm-hmm. that when I probably in 2020 and I started talking about it kind of, you know, online and all that. And then like your next record coming out on February 22nd, 2022, for sure. Right. And then everything takes so long when you start doing it, especially remote uh, that, you know, that date just came and came and went. So uh, we went with July 22nd, 2022. So it's been out for a month today, actually. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, Happy anniversary. Thank Um, you. (laughs) um, And it's available like everywhere. Like people can pick up copies worldwide now, right? Like the distribution you have. um, Yeah. We're um, America, Europe. Yeah. Thousand takes care of everything that's North America. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lockjaw Records take care of everything that's Europe. Yeah. Lockjaw is cool too. That is a good partnership that they have with um, the the kind of the triple release or whatever uh, SBAM or Lockjaw. And so you got a, you got a good, a good thing going for, for a comeback. Would you call it a comeback record kind of? Yeah. In a sense. I mean, the original idea again was, um, so we did this EP called uh, nice knowing you uh, Mm -hmm. in, in 2018, I think maybe 2019, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Six songs. And um, we kind of went full pop punk on that one. Um, Not necessarily. Um, there's no thought of we were going pop punk on this. It just kind of turned out that way, especially with the producer that we worked with. Hmm. So it's very, very polished. It's very, um, it's slower than what we, you know, the kind of the tempo that we, we usually play at. 
So when that came out, we were stoked on it at first. And then the more we played it, the more we listened to it. We're like, we kind of went off track with this one. Hmm. So the, the original idea was to do six more songs to complete that EP. And the six songs that were going to be, you know, the, the side two of that EP were going to be some of the fast songs that we have in this record, mm-hmm. right? Some of the more mm-hmm. fast and more aggressive songs that we have in this record. So, but yeah, it turned into an album. Um, so I still have this idea that maybe we would do six more songs to complete that, that EP. Okay. Um, so yeah, the album is sort of the comeback It's the official, you know, stamp I'd say of, yeah, we're definitely back. We're, we're doing it. Like I said, we're doing a bunch of shows, uh, for the rest of the year. So yeah, we're back. And are you doing all the vocals on every single song or is there other people too? Uh, not all of them. Um, Dan, uh, who plays bass does a lot of them as well um so yeah yeah it's basically me and dan and then we had some friends come in for like group vocals and stuff like that but oh, it's basically so, yeah. That. yeah there's a there's a there's a couple times when i was like is that i see like you know chad price or tim tim singing on there like that because your, your voice kind of cha- changes register a little bit on a couple mm-hmm. of the songs obviously not when it's super screaming but like when there's when you're singing and all of a sudden it you just add this rasp to it this like um um i mean it's very well it's very welcome sometimes to do it. i was like but i was like whoa that's uh either an homage or you're or you're capable of like doing these like multiple voices i mean i guess you can if you went from pop punk to this record like because this one's i would not say this one's pop punk at all like it's like mm-hmm. definitely like the um like we said the, the extreme sports vibe of of uh the harder side of punk um i like it um i i i i, I honestly i don't do any of that on purpose it's just kind of how my voice is um nice. doing it so long and like uh, uh, and, and, <laughs> well the real the real reason is because i actually i have no idea what i'm doing the real <laughs> so it just yeah. it, it literally it comes out that way i mean i have obviously i know my range better now so i try to keep it in range but aside from that man i just go at it and it just kind of comes out that way good yeah it's uh no i, I like it um the, the one that i think i sent you is it um one of them underneath like, yeah yeah i was like did you that you doing all that one that's that's pretty cool and then next thing you know i heard and then fuck your rules comes on and i'm like mm-hmm. he can do it all no, <laughs> i mean well, uh, fuck your rules is at the very top of what i can do sure that's, yeah that's that's that, at the very that's kind of very the, top the only time you were doing doing it like that crazy you mentioned the the canadian i guess punk scene or whatever and it's not they weren't welcoming to you or your sound or something like that what what's the what's the scene like I mean, the scene is great and it's not, it's nothing like it's not welcoming us. I don't think, um, it's just that, like you said, we don't sound like anyone, you know, up here really. Is that what they want? They want you to sound all homogenous with the, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm honestly, I, I don't care. Um, and I'm, I'm also, I'm not a scene guy. I like what I like. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care if it's local. I don't care if it's from the U S from Canada, from Europe or wherever, um doesn't matter to me at all so that's one thing where i never kind of understood like you know some people are very focused on the local scene Mm -hmm. i don't care you know if it's good if it's good if it's not good then it's not good um yeah so um so i never really thought about it in that way um Hmm. yeah okay that kind of shows with the also the brands you carry on your on your own uh roster uh, ajg like Uh you have you know those are kind of all like kind of DIY independent. I mean, they're bigger now, but like yep. punk rock spirit lives on in those brands too. Like, uh, like you're saying, so. like Obey and Dark Seas and those guys. Um, 
I think that, and and then you collaborated with Dark Seas on on merchandise, right? Yeah, that's, cool. yeah. that's a cool thing. We actually yeah. we did with Obey as well just now. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, Obey. I've been involved up here in Canada for for twenty years, and when they they got in touch with me twenty years ago, they there's like you know four people there. They had this mm-hmm. tiny tiny brand, and there's you know he called me up, not Shepard, but his his partner at the time called me up. He's like, "Have you ever heard of, of Obey?" And at that point. I had literally maybe the month before heard of Obey for the first time in my life. I'm like, yeah, just now it's crazy. Um, you know, and he had came out and um, did, you know, like posters of, of the punk rock icons like Rollins, mm-hmm. you know, Ian McKay, Ramones, Sex Pistols, all that. And I had, I had just seen that and those are my heroes. Right. So I'm like, yeah. yes, like whatever you're going to ask next, the answer is yes, for sure. <laughs> so, so we've been, you know, we've been basically collaborating, well, collaborating. I've been working for them up here since then. So it's been crazy. And yeah, the brand has grown for mm-hmm. sure, but it's still mostly the exact same people, still totally independent, totally punk rock. And Shepard was up here uh, a month and a half ago. So I spent, you know, like a week with him and he's the exact same guy he was 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, he's he's kind of a punk rock icon on his own. Like, yes, just, he is. <laughs> we yeah. um we had a uh you know like kind kind of a get together at my place the first night and one of his first you know one of his last thing when he had a few beers in him was like, do you know that Black Flag just did demo in 1982 with Rollins and um they play My War and he starts off by speaking with a Russian accent. I'm like, I think I heard that and I think I have it in my phone. And so I put the song on and here's me and Shepard going, my war, you wanted that. And like losing <laughs> yeah. our shit. Um, and basically the only two person, you know, the only two people in there that knows the song. And But he's <laughs> he's still that guy, man. He still gets just as excited. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, could, I could imagine that if you're in a room with other people and they're like, what is wrong with these dudes? <laughs> like screaming Russian. 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because most people don't most people in the clothing industry don't really know black flag, especially old black flag or stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and especially not like hard to find demos. Uh, so yeah, we basically the only two people in there, like super stoked on this crazy hard to find song mm-hmm. uh, that everyone else was like weird. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so when you're writing songs now, these days, are you writing like, obviously, like I said, the lyrics, and your perspective have matured at least from day for your first record and stuff like that. But are you writing like for, uh, are you writing from like, you know, angry experiences or are you like, um, you know, you're writing for some fans or are you like, how does it work nowadays if you're writing, putting out a record or who's it for, or what are you doing? It's, it's for me first, for sure. Um, okay. you know, um, I, I can only, I, I only get inspired by things that inspire me. Right. So, mm-hmm. Usually it's about accidents and usually frustration is involved. Anger is involved. Um, trying to get my, you know, trying to wrap my head around this latest, you know, whatever trend might be, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's very personal. It's my outlook on, on maybe social issues, political issues, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's very personal for sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I can hear that in, in some of the stuff too. It's like, um, I was like, how I want most of this stuff probably translates well when you're playing it live. You know, if people can sing along to, um, they can catch on some of the lyrics and 
you know pump their fists and scream along with you in, in in the pit or whatever are you one of the are you one of those singers who like jumps out into the crowd and you know puts leaves the mic out and stuff like that or i lose my shit very easily yeah. very easily i'm i'm a very emotional guy um i you know i never plan how a show's gonna go at all like i never think about what i'm gonna say between songs i never think about you know am i gonna move this way or whatever whatever I just let it, you know, some shows are boring. Some shows are very exciting. Um, we played once since the album came out and it was kind of a surprise show even to us. <laughs> and, um, you know, I remember playing Fuck Your Rules and I was like, I've been, I've been thinking about this song for like four years now and I'm so happy to play for <laughs> you for, for once. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, I'm, I, I kind of lose my shit. Uh, you know, when, when we started practicing again and I would go, for walks with the songs in, in, uh, you know, in my ears mm. and listening to them, like, man, these shows going to be crazy. Cause these songs are bringing out like all this energy in me, yeah. you know? So, yeah. You're writing about stuff and especially pandemic time. If you're writing stuff, it's like, how do I get this out? And this is, mm -hmm. this is your creative outlet. It's your energy outlet. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know how much, I don't know how much coffee and or alcohol is in your life, but like, you know, sometimes that, those fuels give you more uh, capacity to write from the more more into the depths of your your heart or your mind or whatever wherever you're pulling from. And um, I think, um, I mean, like I said, when I was, I think the reason I was surprised by the record is because, um, well, it, it sounds like you're like you know, sounds like you're a Gen X a little bit, you know, like mm. you're like in the you're in the vibe of the of the the uh, the late '90s punk kid and like you know, like myself. And um, just kind of still singing about the not still, but like we still want people to we've got something to say, you know, like we we want to be heard still like, you know, listen to this. And uh, and you're still well, saying like, no, I hate your rules, basically. <laughs> well, that's just what it is, too, is like because because here's something I, I obviously I get older like everyone else. I, I literally feel like I don't get older in my head, like I literally yeah. I'm very immature for my age, for sure. A minor at heart. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm looking at all these new kind of, you know, issues or whatever you want to call them coming down the pipes. And I'm like, this is not me being old and not getting it. This is just fucked up. And, um, and yeah, it makes me want to write about it. Yeah. Here, here, you know, yeah. so have you, what have you learned along the way? Help me uh, land the plane with like a nugget of wisdom from all your knowledge of, being punk rock for so long and putting out a new record at this time, you know, what's, well, what's something you learned? I, well, I mean, to me, punk is, is thinking for yourself, doing what you feel is right, no matter what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like the punk rock community right now, in a sense is so is going in one direction. Like it's, it's like the whole thing is going one direction. And to me, it feels like, have you forgotten that we're supposed to think for ourselves here? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and that's, that's a little bit of what Fuck Your Rules about, you know, um, I'm, and, and to me, I'm not going to go along with any right. thing that I don't agree with whoever's behind it. You know, it doesn't matter to me if it's an old punk hero or a fucked up politician or whatever it might be. I'm still going to look at it through my eyes and no one else's. So. I love it. I love it. Words of wisdom 
uh, and a lot of minor threat lyrics there, like you know, <laughs> in my eyes, minor heart. Oh yeah, we, we yeah. can't stop. We can't stop quoting the greats. Um, exactly. And then I was uh, uh, just a couple of days ago, we did this other podcast, me and Dan, and I I walked out of there, and I'm like, you remember when Propagandi sang, um, "When did punk rock become so safe?" I'm like, <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we forgot that. Like punk rock did become very very safe, mm-hmm. like too safe, you know. So yeah. you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate your time, John. Um, Thank you, sir. Record again today in the kitchen, and we'll talk soon. And I will be in San Diego sometime soon, and we will go to whatever Mexican place you're going. There you go. There you have it. Sahue Blue. That's the conversation, my conversation with John H. Grenier from the band 22, the vocalist, the writer, the co-writer of this album, because he did it with Luke. But yeah, he's he's been the main the, the main strong staple of the band since the inception of it, all the way to this day. What a guy. Sounds like he knows his way around San Diego as well. So gotta hit him up when he's in town. We can go get some tacos. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. I love learning about the process of or I'm sorry, the process of, you know, making records, how it how it goes these days with the music industry, with record labels. I love hearing about all that because that's what I used to do. That was my that was my jam for a long time, you know? So I really like hearing how people are still doing it, you know, still on, still on the, 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 uh, not the bandwagon, but the literal bandwagon, if you will, like the band train. <laughs> no, excuse me, not the band train, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? They're still doing it. They're still making music. They're still playing live, doing festivals, the whole thing. I got to admit, I'm a little jealous. I would love to be doing that. I would love to be playing and performing and touring full time. But sometimes, you know, family life does not permit that for me. So at this point in life, it's good for me to just live vicariously through others doing that. Um, I, I pass the torch to other people, but, you know, even to, even to people my my own age or older, I pass the torch unto thee. Okay, so thank you for doing it so well. The record sounds amazing. Be sure to pick one up if you can, please, from Thousand Islands Records. Um, they have worldwide distribution through different labels. Pick up a vinyl or two, pick up some... Just get some music. These guys are good. They've been doing it for a long time. It sounds really well produced. They, they did a great job uh, mixing and mastering at, at the Blasting Room for, for, for the majority of it. And uh, yeah, I just really like it. So it was cool to talk to them. Um, I talked to Luke a little bit about it off, off of this episode, but um, I'm stoked for it. I, I hope that they can come play in San Diego sometime so I can see it, see this album live. Until then, I'll have to be just spinning some spinning some vinyl and streaming it and doing that whole thing. And support bands and artists, like I always say, just buy merch direct from the bands or the label. Just just do it. Who cares? Don't maybe not just one song, maybe just maybe buy a shirt or an album or I don't know. Just help 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 keep the arts alive. Like I said on Mark DeSalvo's episode. If you missed that one, check it out. We talk a lot about art and artistry and being an artist. And it keeps moving forward through whether it's chef work or brewers or distillers or coffee makers or painters, you know, all every, anyone who's making something, if you're a maker, because we were born to create, if you're a creator, if you're making something awesome, if you're just like doing it every day as a hobby, if you just got to kind of pick it up and do it, you know, whether it's ukulele or cajon or surfing or skating or biking, or, you know, if you're, if you want to make clothing or I don't know, you just have to do it. That's what I learned when I was doing the band. You just have to like write every day, flex those muscles, just get it in your system, get it in your discipline to just do it every day. If you want to design 
anything graphically. I don't know. I just say this. So that's part part of the reason why I continue to just keep making stuff like music music uh, for the podcast itself and just making music with other people for other people's records. It keeps me it keeps me creating. And it keeps me flowing, if you will. Like, you know, I can I can cook a lot, but also that sometimes takes a lot of money because I have to buy <laughs> I have to buy the product to cook. You know, so that's why I do a lot of collabs with the sponsors that I have to get kind of it's it looks like I'm getting a lot of free stuff, but um, you know, I don't want to be going out just buying stuff all the time just to experiment with food, which is fun, don't get me wrong, and it tastes good and everyone likes the product and <laughs> the end result, of course, right? Um, with the food but um yeah it gets expensive so sometimes doing this is a little bit more affordable quote unquote because i can you know if i don't like this file right here i'll just erase it if i don't like the song thing i just did i'll just start over and do it again but with necessarily with a nice cut of fish or or you know if i'm growing i have to wait a whole season to grow something in the garden i can't just throw it away and start over (laughs) i can but it would be costly and i would probably get really bummed out so anyways that's this week's rant it's this week's soapbox preaching. <laughs> I could go on and on about a bunch of different things, but I'll just tell you that it gets expensive to experiment with with food and drink in the kitchen. So I, I uh, have fun doing it dig- digitally. All right. So yeah, new music in the works from St. Didicus as well. I'm done talking. My voice is going and I got some things to do. I always say that, but I really do. I really got some things to do. Um, if you want to find me online, you can email bamcastpod at gmail.com or instagram.com forward slash the family cast i got a bunch of links there in the bio you can find me anywhere and um you can find me like uh different harvest kitchen events perhaps maybe selling some food maybe eating some food with you i don't know come by the kitchen sometime we have family meal uh every day that we're working we make something most weekdays not on the weekends as much because there's less people there and we're just trying to get out of there in a hurry so we can um, get to our events so during the week though hit me up maybe you can come by try some new hot sauces uh, try some new uh, experimental desserts. I don't I don't know. Whatever we're making that week. Yeah, yeah. So cheers to everybody. I salute you if you are staying healthy, wealthy, and wise as much as you possibly can. Be kind to one another. Be, be safe out there. And um, yeah, I'm going to end this episode of The Family Cast with a band called 22. Just kidding. It's the band we heard all about today. But I'm going to play one of their songs um, from, from the album Dismissed. Like I said, get it on Thousand Island Records. We talked about it a lot in the show. Um, this this song because he's it's in his higher register. The band it got they got a little bit hardcore on this album, and I'm just gonna end this show with it. And because it's just the way I'm feeling this week. Um, when the, the Queen died, I got into some couple of arguments with people about colonization, war criminals, and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I just want people to acknowledge their past and acknowledge the future that we can change. We can still change it, baby. Let's do it. Anyways. This last song, track six from Dismissed, it's called Fuck Your Rules, um, because I've always been kind of a wild stallion and rule breaker myself, and I just respect that sometimes, even though it's hard, it's hard to say that, it's hard to say fuck your rules or when you have kids. Quick story before I play it. I went to the, uh, the Pennywise 30th anniversary concert at Soma a while back, just not too long ago. Uh, they did it, it was, it was like Soma's birthday party and Pennywise's 30th anniversary of playing there or something like that. It was a big party, it was sold out, um, and I was there with some friends who also have kids my age. It was um, Dave and Amy, and all their kids were there. They, they, you know, family family moshing trip, whatever. So I see them all there. I'm with I'm with Xander, and you know, of course, Pennywise's most played song besides Bro Him is Fuck Authority. And I was like, wow. And you know, all the kids are moshing to it. And they're they're all singing the words. Everybody's singing along, of course. It's Pennywise, right? But um, <laughs> I'm like, this is this is crazy that uh, 
of, of course, even the guy, I'm sure some of the guys in Pennywise have kids too, but their most popular song is Fuck Authority. How do you tell your kids to like do chores or clean their room or do good in school when your best song is called Fuck Authority? So I always thought that was funny. And uh, so if my, my kids ever hear this and find out, they'll be like, well, you know, there's that song that you like, but blah, blah, blah. Anyways, fuck your rules. I hope you can understand what it stands for. Um, yes there has to be some rules i understand but we won't get into that right now it's a good song it's a good hardcore song to end this episode of the family cast because food and music is life yes and i fully agree with that it's one of my mantras till the day i die so until then i'm gonna stay alive got it so yeah that's enough of that i'm chef josh it's been real it's been fun it's been real fun here on the family cast. I'll talk to you soon, everybody. Ciao, ciao. You're right. There are tens of millions of Americans who aren't on the hard left or the hard right who feel the world has gone mad. So in what ways has the world gone mad? rather than segregation, the world has gone mad.